Welcome to another empowering episode of Adulting Unplugged. I'm your host, Tracy Baconhaster. And today we're embarking on a journey that every parent and caregiver should take, teaching your kids about money. This is an absolute must for their future success. Imagine a world where you and your child are financially confident and prepared to tackle the challenges of adulthood head on. Just take a second and just think about that. What would that feel like to not have to worry and stress about money? To know that your kid is not going to worry or stress about money? That is powerful, right? That's what we all want for our kids. We don't want our kids worried about money or not being able to pay their bills and, you know, struggling or going in debt or losing their home or their car. That's not what we want. We want our kids to be powerful and successful in life, right? And let's be honest, the foundation of that is knowing how to manage money. So how can we make financially savvy kids? Welcome to Adulting Unplugged, the podcast that's all about the real life skills and knowledge you need to navigate the world of adulthood successfully. I'm your host, Tracy Baconhaster, and I'm here to guide you through the ups and downs of parenting a self-sufficient, confident, and empowered adult. We believe that adulting doesn't come with a manual, but it does come with a community. That's why we're here to provide you with expert insights, practical advice, and inspiring stories to help you thrive. Whether you're a parent guiding the next generation, a recent graduate, a young professional, or anyone navigating the complexities of adulthood, this podcast is for you. So grab your favorite drink, get comfy, and let's dive into the world of Adulting Unplugged. Well, let's talk about it. So number one, I think, is early financial education. And I think this is where society, our country, all these things has gone wrong, is we have focused on financial literacy too late in life. It's, oh, yeah, it's something we should do. And, oh, we should probably teach kids about it. And the schools are just now starting to come on board, which we talked about a little bit in our last episode, um, where we talked about how financial literacy is a huge gap and all these things. But this should start a lot younger. And I'm not talking about sitting down and teaching your three-year-old about retirements. That's probably not going to go over so well. But what we could start doing is teaching them the importance of saving. We could teach them how money works. What is money? You know, understanding the different types of money and making a game out of it. You know, doing something fun. It is so crucial. I mean, there's tons of great resources out there on teaching little kids, I'm talking like preschool, kindergarten age kids about money and starting to get them excited about it. Because if we make a positive association with money at a young age, that is going to have lifelong success and impact. So it's something that needs to happen. Um, There are tons of ways to do this. So I would say for younger kids, like typically school age kids, once they're in like five years old at their kindergarten age, you can start doing a piggy bank type of thing with them. And I think this can be really fun. We're going to talk about it here in a second, but I want to kind of just talk about the different things you can do at different ages. So the piggy bank concept is great, I would say, from kindergarten to like preteen age. That's a really great place to start foundationally with them to get them to start thinking, making positive money habits. So what that looks like is having a so a piggy bank or three different banks or whatever makes sense to you, but you're going to have three different buckets. Our first bucket is a give bucket. That is where you put 10% of your money into this bucket and you give it away. You could give it to a charity, you could give it to your church, you could give it to you know somebody in need, 
doesn't matter. That is going to somebody else. The second bucket is our saving bucket, okay? So this savings bucket is crucial because here's where a lot of Americans go wrong is they don't know how to save. And so then they fall on their face and emergencies happen and bad things happen and they have no money to fall back on and they go into credit card debt or take out loans or loans against their house. And we don't want that. So savings. Now it's up to you what you teach your kids. I will tell you my recommendation is 40% goes into savings. 40 to 50%. That is a really good thing to start doing. And it's it, it gets them excited, especially because, oh my gosh, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to save 40%. So let's say they got $10 for, you know, maybe let's say they got $100 for their birthday or Christmas from grandma and grandpa. We're going to take $10, we're going to put in our gift and we're going to give that to somebody and make them super excited and happy and they're going to feel so good and we're going to feel so good for doing that. Next, what we're going to do is we're going to take $40 and we're going to put into a savings account. And that savings account is going to build and build and build and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we can buy something really, really cool. What would you want to buy with your money? And we can get them excited about stuff like, oh my goodness, I want to buy a tricycle for my son's Pokemon cars. I want to buy Pokemon cars, which I've tried to tell him it's not the best investment. Would have been back when I was a kid. Not so much now, but he loves it. It's something he does and he saves his money to do that. It could also be helping them just save it long term, right? Especially as they get older. Like, hey, okay, you're going to be, you're going to be a teenager here in a few years. Let's start saving that money for a car or a down payment on a car or, you know, for your college fund or whatever that looks like. And then the last portion is your spend. And that typically I recommend it be with 50%. So then that's that, hey, that 50 bucks that we still have from that $100, you can buy whatever you want. You can do whatever you want with it. And here's where it's hard as parents because I struggle with this, especially as they get older. And we're trying to talk to them about good ways to spend and bad ways to spend. And it's okay to start learning those lessons. But at the end of the day, when we're teaching them, that, hey, this spend money is your spend money. You can spend on whatever you want. We have to let them do that. So they have to actually spend it on what they want. This is not you saying, well, I don't think you should buy that. Maybe oh, don't buy that. That's not worth it. Like spend your money on this or why don't you do that? It's okay to give suggestions. I do this with my son. Because he wants to save up his money and then go buy Pokemon cards. And of course, my mom brain is just like, oh, there's so many other cool things that you could buy that are more useful and long term. And I'm like, you could do experiences. You like to do stuff with your friends. Why Pokemon cards that are going to get dusty in a binder? But I have to step back and say, but that's what he wants to spend it on. And he has saved the money and he has put money here to spend it on. He has his money saved. So his spending money gets to spend on whatever he wants. Right. So. Those are some early concepts for the you know younger kids, I'd say pre-teenage. That's a really good system to start implementing with them. It's simple. It's easy to understand. You can get them excited about it. You know, you can put in and start to build an allowance system so they start getting paid for things. Even when they're really little, it could be very simple tasks that they get chores for. It could be a quarter. It doesn't have to be, you know, $5 for them picking up their clothes and putting them in the laundry basket. It could be, you earn 25 cents. Like, whoa, this is awesome. So there's definitely ways to start to build that foundation younger. Key money concepts. I mean, the, the main things that kids need to know, especially by the time they're adulthood, is how to budget, how to save, how to spend wisely, and how to invest long term. I would say those are, if you had to put it into four main buckets, those are the four main areas because, yes, debt and all these other things are extremely important. 
But if they know how to budget, if they know the importance of saving and they're doing it, they know the importance of retirement and they're investing and they're spending their money wisely, there is a very good chance they may not have to take out debt ever if they stay in that habit. And we all know once you got a habit, you're golden, right? Once you have a habit in place, it's just easy. So you instill these habits with your kids at a young age. As they get older, they acquire more money, they get a job, they get a raise, they start making all this money, doing all these things. And that habit's already instilled in them. Guess what? It's a no-brainer. It's just, okay, more money's going into savings than I had before. More money's going into my retirement account. More money's going over here for, for our house down payment. Instead of, oh, well, I'm getting more money, but I have nothing to show for it because I'm spending it all. Because they've already built good money habits. So that's why it's so crucial to start this at a young age. Because starting this with a teenager, when they get that first paycheck, they want to go buy the Jordans and they want to go you know, go out to the movies with their friends or go do this, that, and the other because that's what's fun as a teenager. You want to blow your money because you don't understand the value and the importance of saving it and waiting later to spend your money on things. So teaching that stuff younger and having those open money conversations is huge, okay? And here's the other piece with this. As your kids get older, there's really, really good ways to start to build this in. Like, okay, keep that habit going add in more things, sit down with them and actually show them the family budget, have budgeting family meetings together, bring your teenager, your preteen and teenager into the conversation, give them that reality check. Like, here's how much this costs, you know? Oh my gosh, mom, dad, I had no idea that's how much you pay for our house every month. I had no idea it costs that much to get gas in a month. Oh my goodness, that what utilities, what the heck are those? And why am I paying so much money for electricity? Bring them into the conversation because they have no clue. They have no concept of money. Neither did we when we were their age at all. Shoot, we got 100 bucks. We thought we were rich. Nowadays, 100 bucks, sweet, that barely covered food for a week, if that, right? Bring them into the conversation. Start to teach them these things. Teach them good habits. Teach them how to budget and make it fun and exciting. Put reward systems, you know, whatever works for your kid. You know, if they like a reward system, like, cool, You, if they're a spender by nature, you know, say, okay, we're going to put it into place. If you're actually able to save this much money for this long, you're going to get this, you know, or we'll let you even spend some of that. Because a lot of kids, some kids are just naturally spenders. Some people are naturally spenders. Some are naturally savers. So for the ones that are spenders, we got to really work with them and, and do something that's going to allow them to save money because otherwise they're just going to blow their money their whole life. and be miserable about it. You know, they're going to be living paycheck to paycheck, have nothing to show for it, have no cushion, no savings, and then something bad happens and they have nothing to fall back on. So we can start to set those things up to set them up for success long term. <clears throat> and there's, when it comes to savings, because I know not everybody loves savings. You know, we want to spend that money, we worked hard for it, this, that, and the other. But I think that delayed gratification of thinking through how good it feels when you can pay something in full that you have saved up for. You know, they want a bicycle, they want a car, they want whatever. And man, it, it might be hard to save that money right now because you're seeing your friends running around over here spending money on this, that, and the other. You see these people over here doing this, that, and the other. And you're like, man, I want to do those things too. I want to spend money, but okay, but I really want a car. So I'm going to have to save this money and it's going to be hard but I'm saving this money. And then when they can go buy that car and that car is paid off and they have no debt, that is 
huge. That's a game changer for them. That feels awesome. And so we have to help and encourage and teach our kids how to do these things because they're not going to do it on their own. They're going to go blow the money. They're not going to go put it in their bank account. We as parents have to be responsible for that and help them get those good money habits early. And I think a great way to do this is allowance. Allowance can be a phenomenal way to help in this space, um, especially for younger students, you know, younger kiddos that maybe aren't quite to the age of working yet. <clears throat> I think having some way for them to earn money, because otherwise it's kind of like, okay, well, cool. When I get my check from grandma once a year, I guess I'll do something nice with that money, but I'm not getting it. You're not giving them enough opportunities to learn. So I think instilling some sort of allowance or chore chart or something of that nature can be very powerful because it's giving them multiple opportunities to learn these skills. Um, and I know it's not always in people's budget to be like, oh gosh, I don't have 50 bucks a month to throw out to my kids for allowance. Okay, well, what do you have? What can you do? Because again, it doesn't have to be a lot. It's helping them with a small amount. If you can manage a small amount of money really, really well, then as you get more and more and more, you're still going to be really good at managing that money. If you can't manage a small amount, you're not going to do good with a lot amount. So let's figure out how we can help our kids with that, creating a chore chart. And it could be, hey, here's the, like, this is what we do in our house. We have the chores that are, these are expected. You're not getting paid for these because this is part of living under our home and contributing, right? This is, we all contribute to living here. We all contribute to taking care of our house and doing the right things. And this is your responsibility. And he knows that. And our daughter, when she's older, she'll know that too, that this is just expected. This is what you have to do. Then we have a list of things that our son can pick from to earn money. Like these are additional above and beyond, maybe a little harder type of things, stuff that's maybe not as easy or as clean or as fun, right? It could be, hey, going out in the yard and helping dad pick up the dog poop. It could be, hey, picking up the sticks in the fall, it's raking leaves. It could be, you know, helping dust the house doing things that are not the norm that maybe don't need done all the time, but it's when you do those things, you now have an opportunity to earn money. So we're not just teaching them financial literacy at that point. We're also now teaching them how to be respectful and how to be responsible and how to work and earn money, right? And having a good work ethic. So there's a lot of life lessons that can go into having a chore list and earning money. And so again, it, it's everybody's, every family's a little different, but I highly recommend as a financial coach to really help instill something out like that at your home with your kids, because it gives them more opportunities to make good financial decisions, especially if you're teaching them what to do with that money. And it allows them to be able to earn things and kind of feel good about contributing and good about doing something, right? When we get that, wow, we got paid, we got paycheck, sweet, feels good, right? And then now we can see what we're doing later on. So I think those are some really good things that you could start to instill with your kids to get those like life lessons early. And if you're somebody who has a teenager, you're like, crap, I missed this bandwagon. What can I do now? You can still instill this with your teenager. Obviously, you're not going to talk to them like they're five, but you could say, you could sit down with them and say, what are your goals? What do you want to be able to purchase or buy or do maybe in five, 10, you know, 10 years, even maybe next year? And help them start to develop a plan to get there. Okay, cool. So you want to be able to buy this car or live in this state or do X, Y, Z. How much money do you need to have saved by then? Okay, cool. And how long is that out? All right, well, let's break that down. So if you want to do that, you need to save X amount of dollars every single month to get there. So how can I help you? 
How can I help you make this happen? And it's helping them see the big picture, breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. And again, bring them into the conversation. Let them come into your budgeting conversations at home. Show them your budget. Show them the reality of those things. Talk about credit cards and all this stuff and, and really just have open conversations with your kids. I think that can be the most powerful tool that is why I think our country is in the position it's in because people didn't talk about money. There's a whole generation. I mean, my parents included, they didn't talk about money. No, it was rude and wrong to talk about how much money you made. It was rude to ask anybody how much money they made. It was rude to talk about money. That was all hush-hush stuff. And I think that mentality has what got us to where we are now as a country, where people don't know how to manage money because they were never taught because it was never talked about. Talk about money in your house, even when you're struggling. And it doesn't mean you have to always talk and be like, oh, we don't have money for that. We don't have money for that. We'll explain it. Like, okay, well, we don't have it this month because here's what we had to buy. Or we actually overspent, maybe spent too much on these other things. And so now we don't have the money for this. I think that is so powerful. It's it's honesty, it's transparency, and it's teaching your kids about these money aspects. So there are so many ways you can really help your kids. And I've talked to students. I mean, I, I think one of my favorite experiences, I was doing a uh, a summer camp program with a college, and it was with incoming high school seniors. And I remember one of the girls after our financial talk came up to me and I had them do a budget and I had like an average of all these expenses and stuff on a on a document. They could pick and choose what expenses they wanted to have and they made a budget. And they she came up to me afterwards. She was like, I had no idea how much it cost to be in I had no idea how much my parents were paying for things. And it just blew her mind and totally shifted how she started to think about money. Cause she was like, Wow, I had no clue. You know, we're teenagers. We all think money grows on trees, right? Mom and dad are the piggy banks. And we just, the money comes out of the thin air and it's fine. But we as adults know that's not true. But our kids are not going to know that's not true unless we teach them and show them these things. So start having those conversations with your kids. Start bringing them to the table. You know, sign them up. You see financial literacy workshops or trainings out there, sign them up for it. They may not love it at first, but I guarantee you, they are going to appreciate it afterwards or at least eventually, okay? They might not love it right away, but I am telling you, they are going to someday thank you for forcing them to go kicking and screaming to that financial workshop because it changed their life. I've had so many students I've worked with where they came to a workshop or they came to a training and they're like, my mom and dad signed me up for this. I don't really want to be here. Oh, I care less about money. Oh, this is boring. And then we get through the workshop and they're like, huh. I had no idea. That was really interesting. I feel so much better now, more confident in my money abilities, right? So it is a game changer. You don't have to do it alone. There's resources and things to help you. So as parents and caregivers, you know, we hold the key to providing our children with the tools they need to thrive in a world where financial knowledge is a superpower. It's a roadmap to securing their financial future and giving them an early advantage on their journey to adulthood. But our mission doesn't end here. We encourage you to take action, start those money conversations, and empower your children with financial wisdom. After all, the journey to money mastery begins at home. Thank you for tuning in to another unfiltered episode of Adulting Unplugged. If you enjoyed today's discussion and found it helpful, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. 
If you want even more resources, tips, and tricks, then go to our website at www.adulting-university.com, also in the show notes, and jump on our email list to keep up with all the latest and greatest. Until next time, remember that adulting is an ongoing journey, and we're here to help you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more insightful episodes, and in the meantime, keep adulting unplugged.